Welcome to episode 139 of the EPS Nation podcast. Hey, we survived. That's all I got to say. Life. Woo! Woo! That goes out to everybody that donated. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, I think we're all still tired and it's Wednesday. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have not recovered yet. That was that was an insane weekend, but uh, it, it was all for the greater good, and... Um, and it was actually quite a quite a good time. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later. Uh, but mm-hmm. how you doing, Mark? I, I know you had some overtime and everything this week too. That yeah, wasn't that bad. But after staying up for forty hours straight, <laughs> and then getting one night of decent sleep, and then work, you know, work. I'm yeah. I'm tired now. I think people will probably be like, "You sound more wet than a wet towel than usual." <laughs> it didn't help for me uh, that. You know, I took Monday off and I went to the Modern Warfare 2 midnight launch and got home at like one in the morning, got up at 530 to go to work. So I, I did that to myself. I understand that. So I'll be all right, I guess. A mm. uh, lot of stuff to cover today. Uh, actually, a lot of reviews and everything. So we're going to kick right into it. Uh, we have a new voicemail number. We're moving to Google Voice. Damn it. It's free and stuff. Yay. And it gives me the MP3s right away. So I don't have to sit here and record them. Uh, so our new voicemail number. Write this down, 715-502-9773. I tried to get something that was like PS Nation, couldn't find anything, so we're boned. Uh, So that number, once again, 715-502-9773. We do still have our Skype account, and we're going to be using it, just not with the external number. So if you want to leave us a voicemail on uh, Skype uh, proper, all you have to do is connect to WDT-Torgo, and you can leave us a voicemail that way. You can also email us at podcast at psnation.org. If you want to, you know, complain about Mark being a wet towel or me going off on too many tangents. <laughs> uh, <if> you, <laughs> I'd like to complain about that. <laughs> yeah, well, suck it up, buttercup. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, you can do that by looking for Wait, PS, wait, wait, wait what? a second. What? Did you just make our business cards obsolete by giving us a new phone number? Oh, son of a bitch, really? Oh, yeah. You bastard. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll have to pay the 60 bucks to keep the voicemail number then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shortest lived voicemail number ever. Ah, damn it. (laughs) Well, it probably doesn't matter. Okay, I guess use the old one. I'll pay for it on Friday. Shit. No, just... Oh, shit. Yeah, we're fine. I'll just pay for it. Uh, That's okay. Uh, all right. Well, if you want to find us on Facebook, you can find us at PS Nation Podcast. Just do a search for it, and you'll find the group. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ps3nation, all is one word. Don't forget you can find us on Furious Gamer Radio, which is a very, very cool all-video game podcast radio network. Uh, you can find that in a couple different ways. You can go out to furiousgamer.com and stream all the shows from the website. Or if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch... You can go out to the iTunes store, and for $0.99, cents, you can grab the little app for your for your device and listen to us on the go. It even works with the Edge Network and uh, with 3G, so it's pretty badass. And coming soon for the Android. So I don't think we have a date yet, but coming very soon. So there you go. Uh, also, don't forget our website, psnation.org. Now that Extra Life is over, I can actually start posting some stuff there again. Uh, we put Yay. some stuff up there every now and then, so uh, check out psnation.org. 
And also, don't forget, if you hit the, the, the forums button on psnation.org, or if you want to go there directly, you can find our forums and a whole bunch of other forums and an awesome community, uh, even more awesomer than we ever thought after uh, seeing what happened this weekend. Uh, oh, VG, VGEVO.com. Uh, go there. Join up. Join up with some of the best people ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, post on the forums. Yeah. Because the, the forums need more love. Damn right. Don't bring the hate. And remember, it's not just our forums on there either. Yes, the link on our site takes you there. Yeah. But the forums encompass everything. Only show-related stuff should go in our section. Yeah, damn it. Uh, I mean, we got a whole bunch of other podcasts out there. The OnTap podcast, Interactive Distractions, Welcome to the Goo, Sisters in Gaming, 360 Nation, The Amplified Gamers, and uh, we have an other show section where people are starting uh, their own podcasts, things like that. Definitely check those out if you want to hear uh, some podcasts. Uh, Kind of in their in their burgeoning stages, you know, just getting started. Uh, but tons of different forums out there. Some very cool retro stuff as well. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, and like I said, you'll find out later how awesome these people really are. Uh, this week we've got new releases, uh, some news, an Extra Life recap along with what we're playing because pretty much that's all we did for Extra Life is play stuff. So they kind of mixed together mm-hmm. this week. Uh, Mark's review, actually, it's all Mark review and stuff this week. Uh, review of Dragon and Age And we even Origins. cut one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully I can play that for next week. Uh, review of yeah. Dragon Age Origins, review of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, uh, review of the real triggers for the DualShock 3, review of Netflix for the PS3, and uh, our emails and voicemails. So we've got a ton of stuff this week again. No interview, though. Yeah. No interview. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I think we've got more than enough to talk about. Uh, so, mm-hmm. well, let's, let's get the new releases out of the way. And I, I, I looked it up and I think all these are right. Except for the one you failed on. What? God of War collection comes oh, out. Oh, mother <laughs> I do this at work. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Yeah. And that actually showed up today too. So I should have known better. Oh, nice. crap. Uh, shit. Okay. Other than God of War collection, we've got Assassin's Creed 2 for PS3, obviously. Lego Indiana Jones 2, The Adventure Continues for PS3 and PSP. Oh, no PS2 version? That's weird. Huh, that is weird. Uh, Karaoke Revolution for PS3. Planet 51 for PS3. Assassin's Creed Bloodlines for PSP. And finally, Little Big Planet for PSP. Yeah. I uh, I can't <laughs> talk about that until next week. But I'm just gonna, because it's really non, like, I can't say anything specific about the game, but... Uh, yeah, it didn't even let me play it this weekend. Uh, it was sitting right there the whole time, dude. You could have grabbed. No, I forgot about it. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> that was actually my shitter game. <laughs> but I played it when I was in line for Modern Warfare Two. Uh, I am shocked at how accurate it is. Well, that's cool. I wow. That's all I can really. We, there's an embargo on it, but wow. That's that's all I can really say. And I'm not trying to overhype it or anything. Seriously, I did not expect what I got. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, on to the news. And Mark mm-hmm. picked these out this week, so he can start with the first one. Yay. Um, a game we've never played. Comet Crash has, <laughs> has a new update coming out with brand new content and features. It now has an expert difficulty setting for seasoned Comet Crash players. Four new resurgence levels, one unlocked at the end of each comet during the campaign. 
Four new battle maps, a battle timer setting. After the timer runs out, all mobile units generate at eight times the normal rate. Mm. And thorium setting to tweak available resources in battle mode. Well, you know, now, it's, it's because of this update that I was waiting to, to play the game. I mean, you know, I, I'm not... Oh, yeah, big, yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not a big uh, tower defense guy, but, you know, I, I knew it was going to be too easy. I saw one video, I said, that's going to be way too easy. I need an expert difficulty setting. Yeah. Now they brought that's it That's it. It's totally not like we saw and said, oh, another tower defense game? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> But these are all free updates for the game, which is actually pretty damn cool. Oh, and cool. we got a PR email about it, so we may contact them and see if they would maybe let us take a peek at the game, since uh, our buddy Oats16 pretty much loves this game almost as much as he loves Borderlands, and was really trying to talk me into playing it at one time. <laughs> I really hate tower defense style games, but even Scott from Welcome to the Goo was saying, this is very different from most tower defense, and it's actually a lot of fun. So I'd be willing to give it a shot. Ah, huh. alright. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. <laughs> I'll be talking about this a little bit more later. Uh, the PS3 Modern Warfare 2 is experiencing just Difficulties all around. Uh, you can't party up. Uh, you can't... Well, the, the trophies weren't working. They patched that this morning, but it still apparently hasn't fixed everything with the trophies. Uh, actually, 402, it's Rob Bowling, uh, who's their community manager over at Infinity Ward, literally just tweeted now and said, uh, PS3 update, looks like it was the amount of connections at once that killed PSN. Uh, they're enabling 20,000 users at a time to connect now, so apparently more people bought it than they thought. Wait, they only had a set for 20,000 people at once? At a time. I think, like, concurrent. That, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a lot for what it, is probably going to be one of the highest-selling games this year. Yeah, when you see 17,000, 18,000 people online on Uncharted 2, and everybody knew that Modern Warfare 2 was probably going to outsell everything. I mean, they shipped 3.5 million copies just in Europe. Why? Wow. I don't effing understand this at all. I don't either. Yeah, I... And I want to know who this mysterious third party is that handles the servers. What's IWNet? F them. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's been tweeting all day that they're adding servers and adding servers, and a lot of people were thinking that that trophy patch this morning broke connectivity, and it wasn't that at all. Uh, yeah. Their servers just weren't up to snuff. They didn't have enough ready. So, <laughs> fuck you, Infinity Asters. Ward. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, you know, as soon as I got it home last night... I finally played it last night. I didn't even play it after the midnight thing. I went right to bed. And everybody knows, you know, you couldn't party up. You just could not do it. And the workaround was to get into the multiplayer version of the game, log out of PSN, then log back in, then log back in while you were still in the game, and then it would work. So hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if maybe test is a four-letter word at Infinity Ward, or maybe Microsoft, when they paid them all that money to bring out, you know, the exclusive DLC you know, the timed exclusive DLC and the uh, exclusive console, you know, the Modern Warfare 2 360. I don't know if maybe mm -hmm. Microsoft just gave them a little bit more money to break shit on the PS3 version. I don't know. I, I, I maybe don't Microsoft is a mysterious third party running the servers for the maybe, PS3. Maybe, yeah. And if they're running on Conspiracy. Windows servers, then uh, I don't know. It, it, it pisses me off. I mean, COD4, it had its problems every now and then, but nothing this mm -hmm. bad. And overall, it always worked really, really well, you know. It, the one thing is, if you see, because it tells you right now on the screen, uh, on everybody's screen, if you go to the multiplayer, it tells you the NAT type you have, if it's open or closed or whatever. If you get into Modern Warfare 2's multiplayer and it says anything else but open on your NAT type, you're going to have problems. I guarantee you're <laughs> going to have problems. Fix your shit and quit blaming the game. Yeah. But 
No, but yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm pissed off about this beyond belief. Well, I don't I mean, blame was, you, and it seems like not every like third-party PS3 game that comes out now has problems at launch. Borderlands had all those problems, and it ended up being like a server-side thing for them. But now, you know, Call of Duty, whatever, what number is a six? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it just. They knew this was going to be huge. I don't get it. Were they just like, oh, everybody's going to buy the 360 version so we don't have to worry about the PS3 version? I mean, what the yeah. hell? Why don't they have this stuff ready? Was it not tested? I, I don't know. And the, and the thing that sucks is Modern War, or Call of Duty 4 was always that game that you could go to and you knew it was going to look exactly the same. It was going to play exactly the same except for the lack of rumble, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it was... It's really good on both systems, and and that's the great thing about it, where you can just talk about Call of Duty 4 and not about, oh, PS3 version this or the 360 version that. And that's what everybody expected from Modern Warfare 2, and, and it comes out, and it's this huge pain in the ass. I mean, luckily, we still got on and played together last night, because once you were in a lobby, people could join you. It was just the party system that wouldn't work. So we, we pretty much had our own game going anyway, but it's the simple fact that this shit's broken on day one, and Rothbard actually put a great uh, write-up up on our uh, Sarcastic Gamer today about, you know, Borderlands had problems at launch, Modern Warfare 2 has problems at launch, uh, Beatles Rock Band for PS3 is screwing up uh, servers over in Europe. Like, all this shit, what is going on? You know, hmm. why is this shit so much more difficult on the PS3 all of a sudden? It seemed like we were kind of getting on equal ground here, and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. Well, I still think part of it is that Microsoft always had the solid foundation for live. You know, it's always the same for every single game, no matter what it is. Yep. Chat, you I know, guess. invites, whatever. But PS3, they pretty much left them to their own devices. And I honestly, I just, I, it might, live is a better system for developers, I think, because they don't really have to worry about some of the shit that they do on PS3. Because it's always going to be the just, same. I just don't understand how this shit doesn't get caught in testing. I and and somebody made a really good point today. I guess they're getting burned in the ass for not having a beta. And you know, they only did a yeah. 360 beta last time, but I I have heard that there's 360 issues too, but I think that was again, I think the 360 issues were more about they didn't have enough servers going. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pissed. Me too. <laughs> Fix this shit, damn. All it. right. Next story. Uh, Sega of Europe has announced Bayonetta is getting a special edition. Um, as most longtime listeners know, I am fucking hyped as hell for this game, even if the PS3 version is a little borked compared to the 360. Uh, they're getting Bayonetta with a five disc soundtrack. Five disc? What? Wow. Wow. Wait, let me reread this first. Oh no, okay. Never mind that. Uh, it's a single soundtrack disc. Apparently there's a five disc soundtrack available in Japan, but the one that's coming with the uh, limited edition is only one disc. Should have read it beforehand. And a hardcover <laughs> art book. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be released alongside the regular edition of the game on January 8th. Sega of America has not yet announced anything for it. And uh, J Sega Japan obviously did not since the game's out there already. Uh, I'm I'm tempted, and I may end up bugging one of our European listeners to uh, pick me up this if I can send them the money. Although, that, that I don't know. I want the art book. Ass. Yeah, and I actually like I like the art in the game, not the Bayonetta, like, oh my god, she's sexy. No. I, <laughs> I like everything else. I really like the monster designs and the whole, I don't know, the way they've 
done everything like you've got the i know that kind of weird greco-roman marble like statue face on the bosses and stuff like so they have like a cherub and i really like what they've done with it i don't know like if i would actually import this or not but we'll wait and see what sega of america announces this is actually pretty cool I think this game. I, saw, I think this game is going to be I don't completely know if I want to spend screwed that much. in the in the U.S. for PS3. I don't think it's going to get any support for PS3 over here. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking here. Well, I don't know if it's going to get much support at all over here. Well, I think it, I think it'll get pushed on the on the 360. I think you'll you'll see Sega pushing it on the 360 over here, and I think the PS3 one's going to be an afterthought, to be honest. Kind of swept under the rug. Yeah, I can see that happening. I think after the commercials, you'll see the 360 logo and that kind of thing. Well, I'm sure. I mean, it's obvious the game runs better on that system. Yeah. And they've already got that thing right now where, like, they've got 40,000 early access demo codes available for the 360. Yeah. Or they can Mm -hmm. just get a PS3 and get a Japanese account. and Anyway. Well, I think you can get the Japanese 360 demo, too. Yeah, you can, actually. I just... I looked at how to set up all that account. I was like, ah. I'm not in the mood. Yeah, I never bothered. <laughs> I mean, I played it at E3 on the 360. I've got the Japanese PSN one, so I'm just going to yeah. wait for the actual game to come out because it's not that far off. Right. All right, Nat, last news item. Uh, Mag Beta is now a pre-order exclusive, sir, but the servers are running 24-7. Uh, that's right. If you've had the beta for a long time, guess what? It don't work no more. you got to go pre-buy the game and get a new voucher and re-download it. Um, oh, so your beta doesn't yeah. work anymore? Nope. Wow. Nope. Yeah. So I'll probably have to go pre-buy it this week. Uh, you know, right now it it sucks because they updated the the beta this last time before they before they went this route. I got to play it once because Extra Life uh, was eating all my time, and you know, I Uncharted. Oh God, all these reviews we were doing and everything else, but Extra Life was eating a lot of my time. Um, with Modern Warfare Two out, you know, if they pick fix the online like they said they're gonna. Doesn't bother me as much because I want to get a bunch of Modern Warfare two in before Mag actually comes out. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't. I only have so much gaming time per week, so I have to kind of section it out. So yeah, uh, there's a new client out just for this beta. Like I said, the servers are up twenty four seven, and they made over six thousand changes to this new version of the beta. So uh, apparently, wow. they've really beefed up the, uh, the the frame rate and made it a lot more constant. Uh, some other stuff. Let's see. That's about it. So I did put a request in to maybe try to get some vouchers to give away. I don't know if they're up yeah. for that because it's a pre-order bonus and there might be a contractual thing. But you know, if we get them, we get them, and I'll and I'll you know we'll definitely give them out. Uh, but at this point, I have no idea. I've never I haven't even gotten a response back yet. So mm-hmm. that's the best I can do. Word up. This isn't worth using our blackmail pictures. <gasps> oh. <laughs> 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 so all right well <laughs> let's get to the meat of the show uh and i think everyone knew, knew we were talk about this quite a bit extra life for i'll you want do you want to start mark i don't want to talk too long sure well this weekend glenn and a bunch of other people invaded my house and we fought kids <laughs> with cancer it up. yep <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, unless you're, this is the first episode you've listened to, uh, you'll know that this past weekend was the Extra Life Charity Gaming Marathon that we've been pimping for quite a while. This is actually an effort uh, that started on behalf of Sarcastic Gamer, correct? 
Yeah, and I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that because we had a few people saying, "Oh, we're glad that you're heading this up." We didn't yeah. do this. Sarcastic gamers. We we camped year. on to sarcastic gamers thing. <laughs> yeah, we glommed onto it, but then we uh, excelled. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, they they started. The, it was last year they started, and yeah, this is the second we time did we've it done. then. Yeah, and we they actually did theirs was at the end of October, and then we had to push it back a little bit just because we of time time problems. Yeah. Uh, but the whole goal was that we gamed for 24 hours and people sponsored us and sent in money to donate. And all the proceeds, every single dollar of those proceeds goes to Texas Children's Hospital to fund pediatric cancer research. So we don't see any of that money like nobody else nope. does. And it's all for that. And like, obviously, some people have problems like, why can't you donate to like a local hospital and whatever? But it all goes to research the same thing. I don't think it really matters because it's still helping. Uh, yeah. But anyway, we decided to do it Friday night, starting at 7 p.m., and went to 7 p.m. Saturday. And it was you, uh, Nine Volt, Francois Marquis. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I am Francois Dugrim, and I will get medieval on your derriere. Everyone's favorite angry man from the forums. Uh, uh, My wife, Jessie, or Nermasa, uh, whatever you want to call her. And uh, we were joined by Two Hands Revy for quite a while, and Cracker Jack and uh, Scott Sauer from Welcome to the Goo stopped over for a little yep. bit, too. Did I miss anybody? Yep. I think that's everybody think that, that everybody. showed up. Yeah. It, we we kind of lost track of everything it, that was going on. It, it's weird. Yeah. It, uh, down there. Next year, I definitely will not be doing it after working a full day. I just <laughs> I, I had no time to take off this year, so I needed a day to recover. And it just worked out that way. But I ended up staying up for 40 hours straight, basically. We all did. Yeah. And that I, I got hurt. up early that day, and I didn't get a nap because everybody kept calling me. And, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we were already hitting the Red Bulls by, like, 11 o'clock Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> but we had we had such a good time. And, Hell yeah. like, the res- you know, everybody watching us on Ustream, it was amazing to see how many people were actually watching us on Ustream. So we had a very bad looking video running, but we had a mic picking well, up everything. We had too. these little shitty, yeah, we, we had these shitty camera. We were using the PSI and this little shitty webcam I bought for like 20 bucks a couple of years ago. And and I, I mean, I knew the stream wasn't that good, but everybody kept this company and it was awesome. Everybody was in the chat the whole time and. You know, mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a big screen hooked to my laptop so I could see it the whole time, and, and I was rel- relaying the messages, and Jesse was watching the laptop quite a bit as well, and um, relatively d- D-bag free. We only had, like, one D-bag we had to ban for the whole 24 hours, yeah. and um, just, yeah, it was it was great because we needed people to talk to all the time, and, and it was it was extremely awesome because I never had an instance where I wanted to get into a game and I didn't have anybody to play with. I mean, yeah. it was just, oh, yeah, we're going to play that now. Yeah, invite me, invite me, invite me, invite me. And, I mean, it was just, it was, it made it made that 24 hours go a lot faster. I will say that. Oh, yeah. This was far more fun with a group of people, to like, doing it in the same spot than it was last year where, like, Jess and I did it on our own. And I think we had VG Evo up and we were kind of in the chat box every now and then. But otherwise, it was just us. Yeah. And it was, hey. It felt kind of lonely, I think. <laughs> well, I sat at home alone that whole time too. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, it worked it was, out. Really it was a well. lot better. And I mean, it was it was funny because 
you know, Cracker Jack was over for a while and, and the bromance was in full effect. They were playing baseball for a while and um, Cracker Jack actually hung out over at the Sours because he had some scheduling conflicts. So he actually went over there and hung out with them for their 24 hours. And uh, Nine Volt stayed with us. Revy stayed way longer than I thought he was going to stay. He stayed yeah. until like the morning. Um, and, and Francois <laughs> came all the way from the ghettos of Cleveland. <laughs> Wait, all of Cleveland's ghetto, I thought. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> At least they're not Detroit. <laughs> We're not Detroit. Um, so, I mean, well, let's. I guess why don't we run down the list of what we played first off, and and we've got a couple stories we can tell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do we want to give the results first, or do we want to go through what we played? Yeah. Well, we we can definitely do that. Um, yeah. But wait. We, well, before we get into the results, I just want to like really say from the bottom of our hearts. What you guys did in your donations is truly astounding. I never would have, in a million years would have figured. I mean, we did great last year, but what we did this year was just insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And I cannot thank um, any of you enough for donating it and just being that generous and helping out because it is truly amazing. Yeah. It, and it wasn't even just us. It was all VG Evo. Um Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was I was yelling out the numbers like every hour, half an hour, or whatever, and all of us were just going, "Are you are you serious? Yeah. Really?" Um, just the simple fact that we PS Nation hit our goal before we even started was mm-hmm. astounding. I mean, we were way over our goal before we started. Um, so just just to give people and and I agree completely with Mark. I I actually teared up when when I left. So yeah, it was it, it. It's it's incredible, and I just want to make sure when I say us, I'm actually referring to VG Evo as a whole. I mean, like we all had our own little things going, but it all went to the VG Evo donation yeah. pool. I think so, next year we're just gonna I mean, do it all as VG Evo too. Yeah, instead of having individual things, we'll try to get more group oriented things going. Yeah, um, and it, it was. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it, it, it's it's cool because it makes you feel good that you're doing some good, but you're also, you know, you're having fun because you're hanging out with your friends and you're playing games. So it, it's nice that, you know, you can still help these people out. And, yeah, we know it's in Texas, but like Mark said, it, this is money going to the research. It's not just going to this hospital alone. It's going to cancer research. And the fact that we had so much support, I mean, I said it on Twitter and I'll say it here. I sincerely apologize for underestimating the people that listen to our show and the people that are on VG Evo for setting mm-hmm. a goal as low as we did. Um, and it was, it was me under, I, I, you know, I talked to Mark and I said, what should we do to the goal? And we remembered how much we did last year. We did 1965 last year. And I, you know, we said, let's set it at 2,500. And like I said, I am sincerely, sincerely sorry that I underestimated you people as much as we did and wow i and we blew everybody away sarcastic gamer mm-hmm. were, they were emailing us during the weekend just blown away by how much we were raising um and actually well like i said last year we did 1965 uh vg evo as a whole i believe did somewhere around 3100 i believe last year mm-hmm. uh so our, our ps nation's goal this year was 2500 and ps nation alone uh got five thousand five hundred eighty six dollars and twenty seven cents that's amazing yeah yeah uh more than doubling the goal vgvo now what happens with with these pages is 
uh, since we had like interactive distractions, we had amplified gamers. We had uh, Terry playing for uh, VG Evo proper. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome to the welcome goo. to the goo <clears throat> and uh, 360 Nation. I think that might be all of them. Interactive distractions. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think that's all mm-hmm. of them now. Um, whenever we set a personal goal, we we are part of VG Evo's team, and that accumulates on vg evo's goal so that sets the 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 total team goal and the goal this year was five thousand five hundred sixty four dollars um vg evo as a whole raised eight thousand twenty dollars and twenty seven cents um and just to let you know how freaking insane yeah and just to let you know how big of a deal this is except for sarcastic gamer as a whole we were the top earner for this entire Extra Life event. We beat out Destructoid. We beat out like GamerCast Network. We beat out some pretty established websites that have like paid staff. Yeah, so that's amazing. If if you ever wanted to feel good about yourself, and even the people that didn't donate, there were a lot of people that didn't donate that were joined just joined us. You know, um, yeah. Zola One Hundred did his own marathon. He played for twenty four hours on his own. You know, some other people did the same thing. It's not about, did you donate money? You know, a lot of people helped us out just by keeping us company and mm-hmm. being there for us to play with and to talk to and everything else. It's, it, it's, that's what I talk about when I tell anybody about how awesome our community is and how awesome our listeners are, is stuff like this to show that people actually give a crap. And, yeah. Obviously, you give VG Evo gives us a lot of crap. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, but the problem is, is you guys really set the bar amazing. for next year now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're we're going to do something slightly different next year, too, possibly, correct? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be for a different. Well, it, yeah, I don't want to say anything until it's final, but uh, it's going to be a little yeah. bit different next year, and I think people are going to be a little bit happier with it. Um, I already kind of know the number that we're going to be getting from Sarcastic Gamer, and it well exceeded what they raised last year. Uh, but like I said, we put them over a number that they didn't think they were going to get, and yeah, it, it was just amazing. So, like Mark said, thank you to everybody, and uh, yeah, just keep on keeping on. Yeah. So and of course. Uh... One of the big driving factors, of course, is the raffle we are holding yeah. too. <laughs> and uh, we'll but that's be, fine, we'll, you know. Oh, definitely. I mean, this is this is our way of saying thanks and thank you to all of the companies and individuals who donated prizes for us to give away too. And we will be holding the raffle this coming Saturday. Uh, what's the actual date this Saturday? Uh, fourteenth. Yeah, the fourteenth. Um, uh, 2 p.m. So we'll Central be doing Standard that. Time. Yeah, and we'll we'll do that on Ustream, right? Yeah, we're gonna do it on the Ustream page, uh, which you can find. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes and everything else. And uh, Mark and Jesse have all the tickets, and yep. I will be announcing who has that ticket. So yeah, you don't need uh, to be present to win. We'll no. list all the winners afterwards. But if you want to see live, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, it's gonna be. I think our it's gonna take a while. <laughs> Yeah, I think our prize pool is complete now. We got a package from NIS America with some more prizes. We have to post those on the list, though. Yeah, I got to update that yet. And there's one more box that I seem to have misplaced that I need oh to boy. locate. 
Yeah. No, and and just to go down the list, I mean, and we'll we'll do some formal thanks next week as well. But um, definitely our thanks to our buddies at Sony San Diego Studios for uh, getting us that white PSP Go and uh, Grand Turismo PSP and some vouchers and all kinds of stuff. Um, thanks to EA Sports. Uh, thanks to SCEA, especially Katie over there that that really hooked us up. Thanks to Zaku Pilot for sending over a couple of copies of Rogue Galaxy. Uh, thanks to CJ Two Three K. Uh, thanks to PSN Athenic. Uh, who sent us the Demon Souls? I never found that name. Uh, Dam- Damiki? Oh, Dami- D- uh, Damiki? Damiki? Yeah. Uh, thanks to Damiki, Damiki, however you say your name. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Scott from Gamers Only Older. Uh, thanks to the Joystick Crew, especially Andrew. Andrew hooked us up with a bunch of swag to give away. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. to Kodame. Uh, let's see. Oh, our thanks got- to Stuart and to Cold Storage. Uh, Stuart mm-hmm. at, at Just Dab Water for sending. I mean, they're hooking us up with two limited edition copies of the Gravity Crash soundtrack on vinyl, which I, I sold one for myself. Two. Yeah. Uh, thanks um, to PS Mike, Mike PSN, PSN too. Yeah. yeah. There, a there's copy of a lot because I think a lot of people sent us voucher codes to give away. And yeah, Cracker Jack sent one. I got to go through the whole list, so I'm going to try to get all this updated before the weekend. Uh, but also Hudson for not only. Helping us kick off the event by playing Bomberman with us, but yep. sending over a bunch of games and vouchers too. So um, yeah. we'll talk again about these guys, I'm sure. But I mean, this is just a freaking awesome prize. There's stuff in this pool that I want that I can't I know. have. Same here. Grr. Especially some of the NIS stuff they sent. I know. Uh, but um, let's move on because people are probably yeah. uh, like, okay, you talked about it. Like, enough. We've heard this. Sorry, that's enough. Yeah, Wait till next year. So, I didn't enter, so I'm not going to win anything. Um, that's your problem but we played a lot of stuff yeah so I I actually split my list yeah my my, uh, plan to play list didn't get touched as much as I wanted yeah I'm gonna split mine into like extra life yeah I'm gonna split mine up between extra life and outside of that okay but yeah we started started Bomberman Ultra against uh zaku pilot and another marketing person from hudson yeah and they what did they say they kicked our ass no no he said that it was a tie that's horseshit it was not a tie he won one round i mean they we had four people and they had two it wasn't really teams but i seem to recall us winning more than they did yeah i I think zaku drinking on a friday or something i don't know yeah, <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun. We played quite a few matches. Um, do you want me to go through my list first, or how do you want to sure. do it? Okay. Go ahead. Um, I'm not going to dwell on games too much, but uh, played some Street yeah. Fighter Four because Scott had come over and Marquis had his Franken stick along that like gigantic hundred pound box stick that he built. So we played some of that, and then afterwards we actually threw in Street Fighter Three Third Strike. And we played quite a bit of that. It was, you know, what was really curious, and I think uh, Marquis probably doesn't agree with me at all, uh, Street Fighter 3 actually played quite a bit more similar to Street Fighter 4 than I remembered. Because I haven't touched 3 in a long time. (laughs) Oh god, you just sent him into a nerd rage that you wouldn't believe. I know. And even Scott said the same thing, because it was the first time he played Street Fighter 3, and he played... He played the characters he knew, so he played like Ryu, Akuma, and Chun Li, and he's like, the timing is really similar. Right. So, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, we threw in a Tekken Six after that, and you know, I, I got the game for twenty bucks, and I figured I'd give it a shot for that. But oh my god, I am not feeling it. It's like it, Blaze Blue all over again. <laughs> well, you know what? What's really funny, and I said this that day is. You know, you can get Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection on PSN for, I don't know, I think it's like 30 yeah. bucks or something. And it's got really good online. The online works, it's not perfect, but it works really well. And it looks, I mean, the Tekken 6 in terms of the upgrade wasn't that big of an upgrade. No, I, I think, like, Tekken 5 looks a lot sharper, but it's also running at a higher resolution. But I think yeah, the backgrounds in 5 look way better. Like, 6's backgrounds seem really uninspired in most of them. Yeah, I was. And kind of honestly, gameplay is—it's still Tekken, and I'm not crazy about that gameplay. I'm gonna give us some more time and try to learn it more, because that—that's part of the problem. Is like I just never enjoyed it that much, so I never gave it a chance. But I'm still not enjoying it that much. I'm like, it just feels so weird and stilted and like dial a combo, knock people into the air after you've already knocked them down. I, it's really what not doing it for me yet. You were gonna buy it. Hey, like I said, it was twenty bucks, and I'm like, I can sell That's it for more than that if I don't like it. So I don't know, but like the the single player mode is awful, and I haven't yeah. even tried online. But I just keep reading about how broken the online is and lag filled. But like every PS3 yeah, game online, sucks. they're going to be bringing out a patch. Of course, but I think this one affects the 362. I think they just did a really shitty job with the online. Yeah. Again, so, nobody. I'm sorry. Anything. I said I, I said I wouldn't dwell on the games, but uh, I'll move on. Um, I played Dragon Age very briefly, like for about a half hour, because it like, knocked Marquis out, and I think <laughs> it looked like a, <laughs> it looked like God of War just went through there. There <laughs> were just bodies laying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and it even started putting me to sleep. So I, I mean, oh. this was after like 15 hours that we were up yeah, already. That was so Saturday, yeah. that was not a good idea to play. I uh, played a little bit of Dissidia after my PS3 got usurped for uh, fighting games. Uh, some Ratchet and Clank, Crack and Time, which I actually had to stop playing. This was Saturday morning, like right after we ate breakfast. And oh, yeah. the camera was making me motion sick. It was really bad, and I had to stop. Hmm. Um, I'll go into that a little bit more after I get through the Extra Life stuff, because I played it some more. Uh, Marquis and I co-opt through a oh huge God. chunk of marvel ultimate alliance 2 i think we figured we made it through about three quarters of the game and it took a long ass time to get that far because those levels are fucking long i think you guys played but, for I, I almost wanted to say like five hours yeah i i don't know it was a long time and we had a really good time playing it though uh we all got a little bit of buzz in which was fun uh whenever i didn't have anything else to play on the ps3 i kept uh, popping in Trine, and I am really enjoying that game. It's hard, but it's really good. I was going to review it this week, but you want to play it, and I should actually play a little bit more. Uh, maybe try out the co-op, so we'll review that next week. I'll get to this one after. We played some Uncharted 2 multiplayer, and uh, well, I finished the official Extra Lifetime by oh, like a bunch of us got on, and we're helping uh, Makula get his, what is 100,000 in Killzone 2? Yeah. Yeah. And he did it. He did it, like, right so, when we were ending. Like, three minutes yeah. before we stopped. Yeah. So congrats, man. That's really awesome. And uh, finally, Sunday, post-Extra Life, 
because we didn't get a chance to fit this in, I uh, told Vladrick if he still wanted to donate, I would still play him in MLB 09. So he did. <laughs> and the uh, the stored video is up on Ustream. I just viewed it. Is it? <laughs> yeah. So you can go. It's like an hour long, but you can go up. If you want to see Mark Sanger actually playing a baseball game, you can go to our Ustream page and um, yeah. it, it's saved right there. You can see it. Apparently, I didn't do that bad. I mean, he oh, beat you, me. You actually did pretty well. Well, uh, I don't the know. First I guess game I was you were tied. Okay. No, yeah. your your pitch selection was good. You were you were you were doing a really good job, and and you know half of it is is learning the controls and everything, and it's just you didn't get to the advanced part of the controls. But um, you know, unfortunately, the the big sticking point with MLB 09 still is that the online just has some glitches, and we found that out on Sunday <laughs> because both games you played pretty much got to the sixth inning, and the online died both times. Yeah, so both uh, times fix that shit, San Diego. So, yeah. Um, the one game I did skip, but I was going to get into it afterwards, was the, uh, how do we say this, the bid to play one, where we each gave each other a list of games to play. We yeah, didn't actually get to too far into that, but <laughs> I ended up getting stuck with The Watchmen for PS3. The end and then uh, they bid up a little more so that Marquee would co-op it with me. And <laughs> fuck that game. That game is fucking terrible if you like it i hate you i'm i love beat-em-ups but that is so poorly done it's so boring and even like the only reason that's because he wanted to keep because we're almost to the end of the level i'm like who cares let's stop the only like everybody kept thinking we were having looks like they're having a good time yeah, that's because we were laughing and making fun of the damn thing so much. I mean, there were glitches all over the place. Like, I would do the grab maneuver, and instead of grabbing the guy in front of me, it would, like, suck a guy over that was, like, ten feet away in the game. Like, literally, his body would just go, boom, and, like, all of a sudden I was grabbing him. Then at one point, I randomly, like, teleported 20 feet into the air and dropped back to the ground. And the game was oh, fucking awful. No, yeah. it was awful and glitchy, and it's just bad. I'm sorry you own that. <laughs> it came with a Blu-ray. It was cheaper than buying the Blu-ray on its own. Yeah, you know what? The Ultimate Edition Blu-ray came out this week and d- isn't uh, soiled by that game being included with it. Isn't soiled. But now I have a Collector's <laughs> Edition because not too many people have that game. Right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Ugh, it's terrible. Um, all right, do you want I'm me to go through all, everything else? Uh yeah well I mean my list is is yeah oh, go through you, you go, go through your extra life okay Nick, just go through your um, extra life stuff and we'll get to the other stuff I pl- I played a lot of Uncharted two that was like my go to game for you were always if playing I, didn't, it. You know, I know I was like on Uncharted two Uncharted two and it was it was kind of funny because we were trying to you know when Revy was over we were trying to keep it the party to five people so we could level up yeah that wasn't happening we we just yeah. always had our private game going it was always ten people and. But you know we had a lot of, we had a lot of fun. We we played quite a bit of Uncharted 2. Um I also played uh a, god like two or three hours of Gravity Crash. Uh and the cool thing was I had it set up so that the audio from any game I was playing was piped over the stream as well so people could hear the uh the soundtrack. But oh my god, that game is so addicting. And I was I was like cursing Stuart's name. Because I didn't know anybody else at Just at Water, so I was like, "God damn you, Stuart! This level's so hard! God damn it! God damn it!" And then I found out it's somebody else, so <laughs> I told him to to call the level designer a bastard for me. 
Um, oh God, that game is so good. It is so good. And uh, somebody was bringing up. I want to make sure we, we talked about this today. Uh, somebody brought up that Eurogamer already reviewed Gravity Crash and gave it a six out of ten. And the dude that reviewed it is actually on NeoGAF, and he posted in the thread that he that he did the review. And I found that very interesting because review code's not even out yet. The, the version that we have, that Mark and I both have, is pre-beta. It's not even beta, it's pre-beta. And this dude went and just reviewed it and put it up on Eurogamer, and he doesn't even have review code. So, um, Are you sure yeah, they weren't given an okay I, to review it? I know for a fact they weren't given an okay to review it because uh, hmm. I talked to Stuart at length about it. And, uh, yeah, so I have a feeling that review is going to be taken down off of Eurogamer. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to review it today, but, man, I love that game. I was having a blast with it. Uh, let's see, what else did I play? Some kills. We played some kills on two late Friday night, and I really sucked. I, I think between, like, 11 o'clock and 4 o'clock was the toughest part of that whole weekend. Like, I was just dead to the world between those hours. So uh, we, I didn't play kills on two very long. Uh, what else did I play? I played a lot of Uncharted 2. Well, then the pay-to-play one that I had to play was, god damn it, who, who, who <laughs> bid on that was Blue, Blue Coffee, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. F you. And thank you to Nabashin, because otherwise I wouldn't have had this game. So I had to play uh, an hour of kill, kill, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, I wasn't really even playing it. It was more like watching cutscene after cutscene after cutscene. And then getting into this town, and they want you to do these jobs, and they want you to have like 8,000 space bucks or whatever, and you make like 40 at a time. And I just went, are you serious? And of course, I had some coaching on the on the shop box, but that was brutal. That was, I can see why people bitched about the beginning of that game, because that was brutal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You want to go on the train? Huh? Uh, let's see. What else? Well, we played Bomberman. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. What else did I play? Um. Well, I mean, my intention was to play Brutal Legend. I didn't even take it out of the out of the wrap. So, Sell it. <laughs> no, I want to play it. Damn it! I just haven't had time. Damn it! Uh, played a little bit of Pain. I remember that. I didn't play a lot of it. Played some Little Big Planet on the PSP. Um. Boy, I'm I'm sure I'm missing some. Well, and then we ended the day with Killzone Two, and we were all kicking ass at the end of the the marathon with Killzone Two. We were having a blast. Yeah, yeah, I was kicking ass. Hmm. Well, b- besides all the times you killed me on your same team and all. Oh that. yeah, that's pretty funny. Sorry, Torgo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I probably oh, and also Motorstorm Motor Arctic Edge for the PS2, which is surprisingly good. Oh, yeah, that um, looked pretty good. If yeah, if there wasn't a PS3 version, you'd be blown away by that game. It, it is really well done and. I would say better than the PSP version for the most part, except it doesn't have online. But uh, I was I was really impressed. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I'd say it's pretty much it for me. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but I, I really just kind of stuck with Uncharted 2 the whole time, which was kind of surprising. But we had mm-hmm. so many people in playing it all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that's about it. All right. Do you want to do your so non-extra-life games? I really don't have that many. Uh, more of... Little Big Planet on PS PSP. I, I played it when I was in line for Modern Warfare Two. Uh, played some Modern Warfare Two last night. Played like I think five or six hours. Got to level twenty so far. Uh, really enjoying what I'm playing so far. Without you know, besides all the broken shit. Um, oh, some Gran Turismo PSP. Played some more of that. 
and that might be about it. I <laughs> I really haven't played very many games since I've been home. Yeah, I haven't really either, but I have a couple to add. Uh, obviously, I've been playing Dragon Age, and uh, oh yeah, like you told me last night, everybody who was like, why is Mark playing Dragon Age? Why isn't he playing Modern Warfare 2? I didn't have the game yet. I just <laughs> so got it today. Did. Yeah, like yes. right before we started. So there you go. You uh, I also threw in. I thought you said you got it, so that's what that's no. what the confusion was. You're a confusion. Uh, yeah. I played more Ratchet and Clank, Kraken Time, and like even you know completely like rested and sober and whatever. The camera was still making me a little motion sick. So I was playing around with it. I ended up slowing the camera way down, which helped. And I think I determined what's doing it is actually because it's running at 60 frames per second. It's so smooth and everything oh. is so crisp and so detailed. And there's there's like no depth of field. So everything is kind of the same. I don't know how to say it. Like it's all the same like kind of crispness. And oh. it, I think for whatever reason... That like the camera moved so fast, and with that smoothness, it was making me a little ill. Uh, but slowing it down helped, and then finally, like I decided, I did not like the default control scheme, so I switched to the shooter control scheme, which plays more like a third person or first person shooter. And right. then I was okay. I actually had to speed the camera back up at that point. But I think that's what was what was doing it with the default scheme, where the camera would just kind of swing around you automatically. And it was screwing me up because I would, I needed something to focus on and I would always focus just on ratchet. But then that was what was making me motion sick was seeing everything else and my peripheral vision like so clear as the camera just kind of swung around. I don't know. It's really weird. But after switching to that, I was really okay with it. Yeah. And I never had that problem with any of the other ratchet games. Just this one. Huh. So I I don't know what's up with that. But I, I played, I didn't play too far into it. And then. Jess was plugging the laptop cord behind in, in behind the TV and accidentally hit oh, the no. the button on the power <laughs> the power strip oh, and no. shut everything down. So I'm like, okay, I'm done with Ratchet for the night, and I haven't gone back to see like how much <laughs> how much I lost, but yeah, hopefully not too much. I, it auto saves, I think, because I hadn't manually saved in like an hour. Um. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, it saves sucks. pretty well. I mean, it, it it has it has plentiful checkpoints, so you should be all right. Yeah, I figured I am, but then I switched back to Dragon Age. Um, I think that's pretty much it for PS3 stuff. But I've kind of like ignored iPhone gaming for quite a while, and uh, the oh, Schmup's Twitter because <laughs> it sucks. Uh, the Schmup's Twitter had tweeted that there was a company that was making a port of R Type for iPhone or it'll be out next yeah. year. Yeah, and actually, I don't know if it's a port or if it's going to be a brand new game, but either way, they've got the license for it. And the article, and I think that was on toucharcade.com, mentioned that the company also ported Golvelius to iPhone. And I'm sure yeah. nobody knows what that is, but Golvelius is a very old Sega Master System game that was made by a compile who have done a lot of really, really great shmups. It's kind of a Zelda clone. It actually started on the MSX computers in Japan and then got ported to the Master System. So I actually don't know if this came first or if Zelda came first. I'm not really sure. But it's got a lot of the overhead like action RPG elements of Zelda, but it also switches it up with like these force-scrolling overhead scenes or even side-scrolling scenes. So it's a little different. It was, I mean, it's not the best 
game ever, but it's actually pretty good. So they it's on sale this week on iPhone for ninety nine cents. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'll buy it. And it's not bad. The touch controls, like all iPhone games, are a little wonky, especially when you're trying to make you know do it with like what was originally a console game. But they work decently once you get used to them. I lost my train of thought. Uh, it looks pretty <laughs> good. Sorry, sorry. Jess was like signing to me, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Would you blow me where the Pampers is? What? She said yes. She said yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, sorry about that. Tell her to get out um, of there. She's got her own pre- show. Yeah, it looks pretty good. They've got most of it scaled up to fit the iPhone screen, so it's a little blurry. But then it's weird because like the cutscenes will all of a sudden like shrink down to like a small window at the original resolution, so it's all crisp. Kind of odd. But for ninety nine cents, I think it's like regularly like two or three bucks. Not bad. I'd recommend it. Also, today I got Modern Warfare two in the mail. I'll probably play a little bit tonight. Now, like I told you, my goal with this, <laughs> I've had the uh, Frag FX version two sitting here for a while. I tried using it yeah. a little bit with Killzone and uh, Wolfenstein, but it, it's one of those things you've really got to get used to. So I kind of gave up on it. But what I'm going to try to do is only use the frag effects with Modern Warfare 2. I'm not going to use a controller with it until I like decide it. I give up on the frag effects. Because I want to learn how to use it and see if it actually is good. Because I should actually review that since they sent it to us. Yeah, that'd be nice. uh, we'll see if it works. But that means I'm probably going to spend some time in single player for a while. So I can get used to using that damn thing before I go into multiplayer. That's and uh, finally I picked up Fantasy Star Zero for DS today. Uh, my game of the week, of course. And I played maybe a half hour before we started. And like, I'm actually impressed because as much as, uh, fantasy star universe and fantasy star portable kind of a built off of fantasy star online, but changed everything. So it didn't really play much at all. Like it fantasy star zero is the next evolution of fantasy star online plays exactly the same way. You've got like the little action palette like you've always had. It's slower. You've got like the three hit combos, but it's just been upgraded a little bit. So characters move faster. You've got a dodge button now. It's not bad at all. Like I have some issues with some of the art design in it just because I really liked what PSO did and how it kind of like built off of what the original Fantasy Star games did where this has more of like the real like a real anime look. It's got this weird, like, kind of cowboy theme for some of the characters that doesn't really work for me. But anyway, it, it's not bad. And unfortunately, we all know the DS graphics for 3D suck. And this would probably yeah, be, much. I would probably consider this one of the best looking 3D games I've seen on the DS yet. But that fucking screen ruins it. It's so low resolution that even though the characters have good detail, decent models, and the environments look good, it still looks like shit on the DS screen. Yeah. It really sucks. I would I would have really loved to see this on the P- on the PSP. As much as I love Fantasy Star Portable, because it fixed a lot of Universe's problems, this is the Fantasy Star Online sequel that I wanted, at least so far. I mean, I've only played a half hour. But huh. I... I'm happy to know that the team that made this actually went on and joined the Fantasy Star Portable team, and they're helping them with Fantasy Star Portable 2. 
and making a lot of different changes and improvements to it. Yeah. So there you go. And oh yeah, for people who are newer, you don't probably know I'm a fucking fantasy star nerd. One of my favorite series <laughs> ever. So and a Sega nerd and a so yeah. So there you go. Uh, right. That's it for me. I've rambled on long enough. All right. Well, I really don't have anything else. I. Um... <laughs> All right. Let's go later. <laughs> yeah. So well, let's take our break, and when we come back, we'll uh, hit everybody with the reviews.
right. Well, I went and grabbed myself a new Glarus Dancing Man Wheat Beer, and it's uh, it's a bit hoppy. Wow. Well, you do like to dance. Well, that's true. I am the dancing machine. Me and Gene, the, well, the dancing machine. machine. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, you get to hear Mark talk for quite a bit now. Uh, he's He's got a couple of reviews here that he wanted to do. He's inflicting himself upon you. Yeah, that that's part of the reason I cut trying is like, man, I'm going to have to do a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, why don't you get started with Dragon Age Origins? All right. Yes. First up, Dragon Age Origins, created by BioWare and published by our pals at Electronic Arts. Uh, this game is one that I, if you've been listening to the show, you know, I was kind of waffling on like... Am I interested? Am I not interested? I love Bioware games, but this one looks so generic. And I'll be honest, uh, this game had to fight really hard to get my respect, and it really did win me over in the end. Um, it really... Uh, well, let's start at the beginning here. I, I touched on it a little bit last week. But the gist of Dragon Age is that... It's your typical kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings setting. So you've got your elves and dwarves and knights and mages and all that kind of jazz. Uh, this is what felt generic to me. I mean, Bioware has done this already with the Neverwinter Nights games, which actually were licensed D&D games. And uh, back, I think it was actually Black Isle that did uh, Baldur's Gate. But if I remember right, it wasn't Bioware like split off from them or something. I'm probably getting my history wrong here. But those were also based on D&D. And Baldur's Gate 2, the PC game, not Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance 2, uh, was is really considered one of the best CRPGs ever made. And it, it still is. So this felt to me like they were really retreading ground that they'd already covered. Like, why are they going back to this? I know they keep saying they're going back to their roots. But why didn't they just get the D&D license then? You know, why are they trying to create their own world and just kind of like borrowing a lot of imagery and themes from other stuff so starting out the game didn't really change my mind that much the whole gimmick in the origins part of the game is that you have six different origins your character can start with um there's basically two for each race like human i think has a either human noble or mage um dwarf has dwarf commoner or dwarf noble and elf has mage or let me think. No, it's city elf or like the foresty tree hugging elf that you you know are pretty familiar with for most other fantasy kind of stuff. Um, and like you only have three classes to choose those three races and then three classes to choose from: warrior, mage, or rogue. So everything seemed really limited to me because most of these RPGs, you know, have tons of races and tons of classes. And I'm really the type that agonizes over what kind of character I'm going to make. Like, oh, I don't want to miss anything. You know, I got to be the best I can. So, I mean, that's actually a little bit of a boon for me because I didn't have to agonize over it as much. But essentially, you start out with one of these six origins and each one is different, which makes your first hour or two of play different than the others. And parts of these stories will crop up during the game. And to me, it felt like a gimmick. Like I said last week, I did two of the origins. I did the mage and I did the dwarf commoner. And while, like, they were interesting, I thought they were a little campy, and uh, especially the dwarf commoner, like, it, it had some interesting themes in it, like the dwarf caste system where you're, 
like this no name, no house dwarf where like everybody is pretty much like, you know, you walk down the street and they're like, scum, get away from me. It's like so over exaggerated. But in the end, it's a little thought provoking with some of the themes they introduce. And it's kind of interesting. But then I finally ended up deciding to play as my mage because I was having more fun than that than playing a warrior. And the mage one starts a little bit like Harry Potter where you're like in this, the mage tower, which is like the mage school that all mages are conscripted to. And it actually picks up from there and it gets really cool. But what really ends up, what I thought was going to be a straight up gimmick with these origins actually ends up being quite awesome where little things from your stories pop up during the game, like characters you meet, you know, they, they wouldn't have relevance if you hadn't had that like beginning story but now they do and it really impacts like a lot of things in the game and a lot of choices you can make and it it really works out to be like cool it's not a gimmick at all like i really do wish there would have been more origins because i don't really like the fact that a human warrior or rogue like you know the kind of thief like rogue can start as a noble that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me but i'm sure budget and time constraints kind of shave that one down but now, getting into the real the game and the story, it is very much Lord of the Rings. You've got the Dark Spawn who are invading the world, like invade every once in a while, and they're they're basically like you know the hordes of evil from Lord of the Rings. Now, in this game, the whole thing is the Gray Wardens are this group that are essentially Jedi without the Jedi powers, um, like basically are there to fight the darkspawn they have a secret ritual they go through and they've been the ones that have held back the tide of darkspawn and beat them down every time they come up but now the gray wardens have dwindled and there are only a few left so with every origin it ends the same where this guy who basically is a uh, qui-gon <laughs> takes your character and makes you a gray warden <laughs> so <laughs> Pretty much, but then like you go through the same first battle every time, and after that first battle is really where the game picks up. Like the the entire plot is is like really starts to get going. You start to realize just how deep the backstory and the world Bioware has created really goes. And as generic as it is, they've done a hell of a job creating a very compelling and deep world. Now, I pretty much look at this like I'm like I said last week, I'm an old school D&D player like pen and paper RPG. So this actually does kind of feel to me like somebody's really well thought out campaign that they created because it does mm-hmm. take a lot of these stereotypes from fantasy literature and games and whatever. But and it doesn't really put too much of a new spin on them, but they they've still taken it and made it their own while keeping a lot of familiar things. And part of me does wonder if everything looks it like is done so familiar so that it doesn't alienate the mainstream, you know, the people who have seen the Lord of the Rings movies, but otherwise don't really know a lot about fantasy there. They'll still be right at home with this. Cause like, Oh, elves and dwarves. Yeah. I know them from Lord of the Rings. And like, you know, the, the monsters are fairly similar. There's ogres and there's things that look like orcs. It's, it's not too far fetched an idea really. And while me personally, being a more creative type, I would have loved to see them do something more unique. I can see why they would go that route, too. But as far as Bioware RPGs go, I think they really have refined their system to, like, the highest point so far in their career. Now, I haven't played Mass Effect, so I can't really compare it to that. But I've played most of their other RPGs, like Knights of the Old Republic and Neverwinter Nights, Jade Empire... 
And I, the dialogue system in this is fantastic. The, the conversations flow so much more naturally. There's no alignment system anymore. So you can pretty much switch freely between like the asshole comments and the, the goody two shoes comments as much as you want, but they'll change the outcome. So you have to kind of still second guess yourself. Like if I tell this guy off, is he going to, you know, do like attack me or, you know, kind of talk my way out of the situation. So all that kind of stuff is still there, but it works a lot better now. And you still get the kind of like persuasion bonuses. If you take like, um, coercion and like skills like that. So you can end up like bypassing entire combat sections by talking your way out of it. It's actually really, really well done. Um, but the real highlight is the characters because they are so well written and have such awesome personalities uh, as you, you're just kind of walking around, like two of the, the party members will just like start talking to each other and having a conversation. And it, it depend it changes depending on what they are. Like Morgan, the kind of snooty, like witch will start making fun of Alistair, who's like the kind of goody, goody paladin. And they'll just start sniping at each other. Or like the kind of ditzy rogue starts talking to the war dog that you can get as a party member. And like the dog just barks and she's talking to it. Like it's a real person. And uh, huh. best of all, if you if you get a first run copy of the game, it includes the DLC for the Stone Prisoner, which is another party member you can get. It's actually a golem, and I highly recommend using him because he, he's a very sarcastic character, and he's fucking funny as hell. Uh, man, like I I, I want to play it again just so I can like go through with the other party members I didn't use and know what they have to say because they're so well done. Um, combat itself feels very similar to like Neverwinter Nights if you've played it, but on the consoles you have the, like the kind of behind the back third person perspective. So like I was saying last week, it almost feels like it should be an action game because of the way the camera is set up, but it's not. It's still a, you know, target your enemy, hit the attack you want and you attack and attack. And then like if you choose a spell, it recharges and then you fire it off after it's recharged. So you don't sit there and mash the attack button. Now, when you hold the trigger down, it pulls up kind of the pause menu, but it's also like a radial menu with all your other skills and stuff that don't fit on your mini action palette. And uh, you can also freely switch between different party members and pretty much control them individually if you want. So you can really strategize and get your party where you want. Now, the PC version would have a serious advantage with this because it's got the isometric perspective, which is exclusive to it. I kind of miss it. But I think they've done a, a really great job with the console interface that it's not that bad. And the best part is the AI system they've created, where each character has programmable AI, they get slots as they level up, and y you have so many different options you can do. I mean, down to, like, if this character is getting attacked at this, like, much health, then go do this. You know, heal them or buff them or whatever. Like, they, it's really... If you've played Final Fantasy XII, it's kind of similar to, I think, it was called the Gambit system, where you basically got to, you know, assign the AI what you want it to do. But it's so much more deep and so well mm. done. Like, you can pretty much do anything you want with it. I'm, like, I'll, I'm pretty much astounded by how well it works. Um, But some of the battles still get really tough. And you kind of have to be careful, especially if you choose... You could have your like characters move freely or tell them to stand their ground. And a couple times early on, like I had them stand their ground because I wanted like to snipe with arrows or something. So then I would charge in with my mage and then forget that they were all stuck where they were. So I'd be in a room like 
shut off from them and just get mobbed and killed. So it, it's still challenging. And uh, playing on normal or harder than that is going to be a challenge in a lot of parts. I've heard people say the easy mode is like too much of a cakewalk, but if you're not used to RPGs, it might be a good idea to start with that. Uh, but as for the rest of the story, it's pretty good. Um, like I said, it's not wholly original, but it's compelling enough to keep me want, like want me to keep going. I haven't actually finished it yet because it's fucking long as hell, and I finally decided <laughs> since I didn't get a lot of time with it last week. I'll just I'll take my time with the rest of it instead of trying to rush through because I feel like I miss things and you actually fill up your codex with all this lore and history for the game and it's actually quite fascinating. I, like I showed you, I went out and bought the deluxe strategy guide for it. I don't yeah, think I'm going to use awesome. it for my first playthrough. Yeah, it's fucking huge. It's like 400 pages or something, but it's really cool and I want to know more about it. Like I. As much as I harped on the game for being generic, I am seriously intrigued by what they're going to do with this world now. I know there's a couple novels out there, and I think I'm actually going to go get them, because I want to read more oh. about it. I'm actually really getting into it. And I know Green Ronin Publishing is working on a tabletop version of the game of Dragon Age, and I started following them on Twitter, and it sounds like it's going to be out before the holidays, and I think I'm actually going to pick that up, because I haven't done any tabletop role-playing in a while, and it, they're, they're making it so it's geared towards, like, kind of newbies it there it'll be like the old school 80s D where it comes in a box set that's got everything you need and it goes up like levels one through five and then they'll bring out the advanced box set after that that goes higher that's pretty cool but uh getting back to the video game of course i think uh I, i've praised it a lot now but i'll uh, harp on some of the negatives i guess it's technically a little rough on ps3 the frame rate is kind of all over the place I get weird hitches and jumps in the the graphics. It's not enough to ruin the experience. And what other reviews have said is that the PS3 ends up having better textures than the 360. But the 360 runs at a more consistent and smooth frame rate. So, you know, it's it's kind of a toss-up. Honestly, if you can play the PS the PC version, excuse me. I would definitely go for the PC version. It's going to have like the best graphics as long as your computer can run it. And all the bells and whistles and mods and whatever the community makes. It's just going to be better overall because the game's built for PC. But I'm not saying that the console versions aren't a good alternative because they are. They really are. Um, I still feel it's, it is on the generic side. Like, I, I mean, I've, I'm into it. I really like it. And it took, you know, a good 10 hours or so before I finally, I'm just like, you know what? I am totally into this. I love it. But it's still generic. The graphics are... They work. They aren't spectacular looking by any means. And I thought, they're I bland. nice. I mean, it's it's got a good draw distance. Yeah. And, and, I mean, everything looks decent. It's not like... You know, it's not like jaw-droppingly gorgeous or whatever else. But I thought mm-hmm. it looked better than average. I mean, I thought it looked Yeah, it gets good. the job done. I mean, yeah. it would basically be playing, like, a Knights of the Old Republic or a Jade Empire-level game that looks a little bit better up you know, I don't think that it's maybe not quite that bad, but I don't know. It it didn't it won't blow you away with the graphics. Let's put it that way. And right. uh, I think the worst part though is the art design because everything is just kind of bland. I mean, it does look like Lord of the Rings or Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. and not much more than that. Even the 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 NPCs you get for your party don't look a hell of a lot different from like the random townspeople you see. You know, they didn't go 
too far out with like designing this stuff and even your own player character you're kind of hard pressed to make something really unique looking and i don't want like super out there anime designs and neverwinter nights actually kind of suffered from this too where everything was just kind of like boring looking you know it's not bad but it's not great and i i think i would have liked a little more visual pizzazz and i know they're kind of going for this gritty dark fantasy and when you finish a battle, your characters are splattered with blood. And let me, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you, you're literally splattered with blood. Like the conversation screen comes up and you look like you rolled around on a Jackson Pollock painting. It just, <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm actually going to turn the blood off just because it, it's not even like gratuitous. It's just lame. So I don't really know what the effect they were going for was, but I don't know. And finally, the marketing. MC Wilson actually wanted me to talk about this because if you look at the trailers and stuff, they've got you know, like this rockin' heavy metal playing and like Marilyn Manson in the, like these trailers. That's totally non-existent in the game. It's all your standard fantasy orchestrated stuff. And to be honest, there are points in the game where I think it almost would have benefited from having like a like completely out of place rock soundtrack and characters talking in like modern slang like a knight's tale that heath ledger movie yeah because there's certain parts like the dwarf commoner part especially it almost felt like the characters were just talking conversationally in like modern speech and it was kind of goofy and awkward and i think that's why i felt that part was campy and i'm like you know i almost would like this you know like ripping guitars coming through when the battle starts and it would have done a little bit to make the game a little more unique sure it would have like sent the the kind of cheesy camp factor through the roof but i don't think that's necessarily that bad but you know as it is it's still a great rpg and i think anyone who especially likes bioware games or wants a new rpg should definitely check this out i think it'll i i would still choose uh demon souls over it just because i think demon souls is a far more unique game but if you want a character and story driven rpg definitely go for dragon age it's right. it's really good. I'm I'm deeply impressed. Um, my final score is it's going to be a B, and I I know I'm like oh I'm in love with it, and I am. But there are things I think could have been done a lot better. Like I said, it it just could be visually a little more appealing, and some of the technical problems on P on the PS3 are annoying but not game breaking. Oh, and uh, my one huge annoyance though is that the way that you get the dlc in the game on the ps3 because you're given an ea code different from the psn code you input it into the game and then it unlocks the item for you then you click download the item kicks you out of the game into the psn store to download that item and then once you're downloaded you exit and then it boots the game up from the beginning so you still have to go through the opening logos and the title screen again it's it I can't I didn't figure out a way to queue up multiple downloads. It was ridiculous. There is no reason it should have been like that. I think you might be able to redeem the EA codes online and get your PSN code that way, but don't quote me on that because I use them in the game, so I don't know if that actually works or not. Yeah. So yeah. A little bit annoying. I think there's probably a much better way they could have done it. And I kept getting disconnected from the PSN or from the PSN network if I stayed on the store too long. Jesus. It was it was uh, weird. So you know what, my final lu- score is your B. lucky stars that BioWare actually did a game on the PS3. Yeah, I mean seriously. 
Um, but I do, I do recommend it. I think it's a great RPG. Very, very solid. So go buy so, it. So while you were talking, um, a bunch of the guys are trying to get me to come play uh, Warhawk Wednesday tonight. And uh, <laughs> like Ken Wicklin is like, come on, join us, join us. And I said, I can't. Podcasting. So then uh, he said, blow it off. And I go, well, actually, Mark is reviewing Dragon Age Origins right now, so I could probably go away for a while and he wouldn't notice. <laughs> so then, I actually did wonder if you were the still there because you were so quiet. <laughs> this is the best one, though. Then C.R. Hopkins uh, says, you can play Warhawk while he talks about Dragon Age. Uh, when you do your review of Modern Warfare 2, I'm sure he'll just be clicking away in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I might chime in on that one. Sure you will. Uh, all right. All right. I'm going to keep my other review shorter. One. All right. Next up, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, which I've had for a while and haven't had a chance to review. I'm going to, I'll be honest here, like single player in this bored me to death. Yeah. I, I really like the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance and I liked the uh, X-Men Legends games, but I, it's a new studio or it's a, not a new studio, but a different studio behind this version. It's Vicarious Visions and not uh, right. Raven. Raven. And it just seemed to be missing something. Like, the single player is just boring. Now, it's all based off that um, Marvel... The, uh, excuse me, Marvel Civil War storyline from the comics, which I didn't follow. I would consider myself a casual comic book fan. Like, I know I used to read them. I know a decent amount about these superheroes, but I stopped reading them a while ago and only loosely follow it now. So, I'm familiar with most of them, but yeah, the like... The gameplay just was not compelling to me, single player anymore. I don't know if I'm sick of it, but I still play the PSP Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 because I think it's so much fun. And it seemed like they kind of dumbed down the way the powers and the moves and the leveling works a little bit in this one. Right. So I I don't know. The storyline is pretty cool when it gets into the Civil War, but like I said in the Extra Life recap, the levels in this are long, and I think that's actually part of the problem with playing it single player, is that it just gets old after a while. And even mm. the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance was guilty of that a little. You know, the levels were pretty long. But this one, I don't know. Even, like, the artwork in this, it almost looks like they're going for that, like, painterly Alex Ross style. But they fail, because some of the characters and look really doofy. <laughs> yeah. Some of the characters oh. look really doofy, like Captain America on the title screen. Yeah, that that's not the Captain America that I know and love. <laughs> but like like I had said, once uh, Francois and I were playing at co-op, we were having a blast. Like this game needs to be played co-op, in my opinion. It's just right. not that much fun single player. But once you get like two or more people involved, I don't know like what it is. It just picks up because you're working together and like, oh, can I use my fusion? Are you gonna use your fusion? You know that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's another thing, though, the fusion powers, the whole gimmick in this one. Like, this two superheroes team up and do some super attack. But the attacks basically get repeated between all the characters. Like, you have, if there's, like, an area attack, like a melee one where you just kind of run around with both characters and they do, like, a one-two punch kind of thing. Um, crap, there's some other ones, but they're all really similar. The, even the special effects aren't that different between the characters, so it just comes off as really gimmicky. And it seems like they just pour enemies into rooms sometimes just so you're forced to use them to try to clear out the room faster and not die. So, I don't know. It, it's good. It's not It's not a terrible game by any means. And 
if you're really into superheroes and like really into the kind of grinding beat em up like this is, then you'll probably get a lot out of it. I don't know if I'm just getting past that point or if this one just didn't feel quite right to me, but I didn't find it as compelling. But like I said, co-op is still a lot of fun. And it's it's still got like this some extra missions and like comic book theme stuff and you actually split between the whole Civil War storyline cuz well the story is basically there's like a superhero registration act that certain superheroes are for and against so like Iron Man's all for it and then Captain America's against it so then they split and you join one side and it actually changes the missions through like the second half of the game that you do so you have to do both sides if you want like the whole story so i don't know it's kind of neat the way they work that out and of course there's dlc characters which i bought um because <laughs> there are some cooler ones in there of course. uh yeah they have a good mix of superheroes in this one i think i think the uh the initial set that came with the the game on its own was a little weak but the dlc added like five or six new characters it was only 10 bucks so mm. I didn't mind it that much. But overall, like it's not a bad game. Graphically, it's better than the Marvel Ultimate Alliance one. It's definitely a lot smoother. It just didn't feel as inspired. Um, I think I would give it probably a B-. minus. Like I'm kind of torn between that or a C+, but I did have fun, a lot of fun with it co-op, and I think that really saves it. And there's nothing inherently wrong with it single-player. It just isn't that compelling. So I'll, I'll right. stick with a B- minus on it. If you're a superhero right. fan, I think you'll actually get a lot more out of it. All right. So you know, uh, what's next? I, I, I did forget about one game that I played during Extra Life, and I can't believe I forgot about this. Uh, and these guys kind of reminded me. Warhawk, dude. Mmm. Yeah, we were playing Warhawk, and I actually had Marquee on my PS3 on this little 24-inch LCD, and we were playing Split Screen on, on Warhawk Saturday. That That's cool. right. Yeah, we were having a good that time. That was awesome. You guys are kicking ass. It, it's kind of nice having a pilot that you can actually like rely on to fly you to where you need to go instead of just like flying randomly throughout. <laughs> you know, oh blah blah blah. I'm gonna go over here now and do loop de loops. And uh, yeah, nice. So that's, that's the game I forgot. I knew I forgot something. Huh, nice. I'm an old All right, guy. Yeah, you are. Uh, last two reviews here. I'll keep shorter. Yeah, uh, first cool. off, Nab- yeah, Nabashine sent us these a long time ago, and I apologize for not getting to him sooner. But he <laughs> sent us two sets of the real triggers for the DualShock. Um, right. If you don't know what these are, your local GameStop probably has them. They're five bucks. And they're basically little clips that clip onto the L2 and R2 buttons on the DualShock controller. And instead of making it a curved, um, what is that, convex? button it turns it into a concave button where it curves outward kind of like the triggers on the 360 uh now a lot of people don't care for them and personally i'm one of those people that never really had a problem with the dual shock and six axis triggers yeah my fingers didn't slip off them and like other people said they did so i was like i'll give them a shot i know you you personally don't really like them that much right i had actually bought some of these a long time ago and gave a, a set to uh John from Drunken Gamers Radio, um, and mm. I have them here still, and I I can't stand them. I I honestly can't stand them. Huh. Uh, my hands catch on them all the time. I just I don't like them. And in I'm like you. I I don't have a problem with how L two and R two are because 
the way that I control games that use those buttons, I like to be able to just tap it and slip off. And it's just a lot easier for me. And I know Revy didn't like him either because they were on Jesse's uh, controller and Revy got on her, yeah. her PS3 for a while to play. And he he was like, what are these things? What, what is this crap? And he took them off. So, <laughs> it, it, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a $5 gamble. If you think that you're, you're going to like the triggers a little bit better than they are in the 360, you know, how how they stick out and, and you think you want that on the PS3, it's 5 bucks. So you're not really... It's not like you're going out and buying a brand new controller for fifty bucks. Exactly. To try to get the trigger, and it's not like a permanent it, so. mod or anything. You can clip them on and off. Yeah, they pop right on and but, off. It takes like a couple seconds. Yeah, but that said, like I, I, th- I first used them with uh, Batman: Arkham Asylum when I was playing that, and I found them kind of annoying at first. Like you said, my fingers would catch on them every once in a while, but I just left them on. And then I started playing more games that you know made better use of them, like Uncharted and. I don't know, some more action-based games. And uh, after a while, you know, I'm like, well, I'll take them off. For a well, actually, the one thing that really took me a while to get used to is that it kind of changes a little bit how far you need to press down the button. Yeah. Just because I think it, it clips on the uh, the controller part a little bit, so you don't need to press it as far, and it just feels a little different. But... Once I took him off after having him on the controller for a while, I missed him. And then, mm. like, now I'm to the point where I don't want to play without him. Wow. It's really weird. Yeah, and I I think they're, you know, like I said, if you have problems with the triggers, you're probably going to really like them. But I never really had a problem, and I, I do find them slightly beneficial. But, like, I I actually like them now. Playing more, like, when we were playing Killzone and stuff, I liked having them on there. So, I don't know. Even, like, Jess said the same thing. Like, she won't take them off her controller now. Because she's like, no, I like these things. I want to play with them. Yeah. So, I yeah, don't know. I, I mean, I, just, t- I think I'm just used to how the controllers are now, you know, and, and those triggers yeah. have essentially been that way the whole time. And I I fear change. I don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- I don't think they're great but i don't think they're terrible either and i you know like yeah. i said if you got problems with the way the triggers work try them it's five bucks so yeah, five bucks thank you to nabashine amazon carries them yeah yeah thank you to nabashine for sending us those because they you've got fans of them in our household at least yeah not here yeah <laughs> but he didn't send All them right. to me. i already have my own set well he sent you a pair but oh. since you already had them that those went to jess Oh, uh, I was going to uh, give them away, but now she won't give them up. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. All right. Well, the last one, uh, uh, I actually put a picture up on Friday when you were still at work, but uh, mm-hmm. the, the the Netflix disc showed up and we got to check it out a little bit over the weekend. And uh, it's nice. It's it's not as it's not as tight as the 361 works right now. Uh, there's Mm-mm. a couple little glitchy things, but I thought the video looked great. I, you know, I thought it looked yeah. just fine. I was watching more stuff Monday night, and uh, you know, it's it's not quite as smooth an experience as the 360 integrated Netflix is, but it gets the job done. I can't say I I like the interf. Well, the interface isn't that bad. It's just kind of odd the way they've designated certain buttons and stuff like. You have to hit square to go back, like a menu. Like if you select a video and you want to go back to your list, you have to hit square. If you hit circle, right. it'll quit you out of Netflix. Kind of right. like it does with uh, 
like a video you're watching or something. Right. But I, I don't know. And like the way, just the way you scroll through it is, it's just a little bit odd and it's slower compared to the 360. Like number one, it has to load the uh, movie covers every single time where the 360 caches them. PS3 doesn't. And that's gotta be because it's on the disc. And hopefully once they do integrate that, into the XMB late next year, it'll fix that. Right. Um, it doesn't take that long for them to pop up on my system, but you know, you're stuck with like gray boxes until they do. But as you scroll through stuff, it's actually a lot slower because you have to hit the button like every time. Like I can't just hold the button and it'll scroll. I have to like keep pressing it. So it'll be like, oh, okay. you know, there goes one, there goes one, there goes one. Um, Otherwise, it's really similar to the 360. There's no like search function to actually search through the entire streaming library, but you can see yep. like new releases oh. on stuff. Yeah, yeah. You still need like, you know, I tried going to the PS3 browser and logging into my Netflix account to see if I could add movies that way, but I don't know. Well, if no, you, you can, can you can add movies through the the interface on the PS3 one. But there's no easy well, yeah. way to do it. It's not, you can go through categories and look through, but there's no actual like type in a search and find it. I don't know if, if you can look through all the category, though. I think you can only see like the new releases in each category, kind of like you can on um, the 360. Yeah, I'm not sure. We didn't get that deep into it when I was there. Yeah, I'll have to double check, too. Because I was playing around with that the other night, but I was also really tired and couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I mean, it works. And honestly... You you know, going through a web browser is going to be a much faster interface to like look through and add movies anyway. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing with the 360. So it's not that big a deal. But really, what's there? It works. The video quality was pretty good from what I saw. Didn't seem any yeah. different from the 360 really. So no. there you go. You've got Netflix on PS3. Sure, it's on a disc, but hey, like I said, this was pretty much my holdout for keeping a live gold account. So now I don't need to renew it when it's up. And yeah, if it, I if mean, I find the well, hmm? that I mean that's the thing you have to think about is you know you're still paying for Xbox Live Gold and the Netflix account on the 360, whereas here it's not on the XMB yet. And let's just say you're going to have it on the XB, XMB next year. It's 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 really cool that they figured out a way to get around this loophole and get Netflix yeah. on the PS3 as fast as they did. You don't have to go out and buy play on. It's better video quality than play on. Because you're not proxying it anymore. Um, you know, it sucks that it's a stopgap, but at the same time, it's still better than nothing. And it's mm-hmm. way better than nothing. I mean, the, the videos we pulled up, I thought, looked really good. So Yeah, I was watching the 80s Astro Boy cartoon the other night. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's good. And, and you don't have to pay anything for the disc. It's part of your service. It's part of your subscription. Obviously, they're going to get the disc out to you pretty quickly, so why not? Yeah, I was surprised how fast that came. And it does come in, like, the sleeve, so you'll need to make a case for it or something, which I probably will. Right. But, yeah. So, no, yeah, kudos it's... to them for finding a way to get this to us. Mm-hmm. And so fast, too. I mean, they just announced it last month. Yeah, it was like two weeks, boom, disc in, disc in your hand. So, yep. very cool. All right, well, uh, let's let's get to the emails and voicemails. Yeah. How about that? All right. You're reading number one. Our, I'm reading number one. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, this is They're from uh, Paul. Kind of uh, this is from Paul Athenius on the board. Uh, hey guys, just wanted to let you know at, at 
that I work at a distribution center for the post office, and the streaming Netflix PS3 discs have really started coming in last night, at least here in West Virginia. They come in the same cheap-ass envelopes. Like, What's that? Did he send this to us? Uh, I was going to say, he sent this to us, but now it doesn't actually say the date on here. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. In the same cheap-ass envelopes that the normal DVDs do, and on the back it says, Streaming Video Disc for PS3. Also, I'm not sure if it was Glenn or Mark who told me to write the email about my first trophy from Twitter and my sadness uh, that I couldn't get on the trophy watch. Uh, but I got my <laughs> PS3 on Christmas Eve. Oh, this is funny. I read this one. Yeah, this is like PS3. the live journal email, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I got my PS3 on Christmas Eve last year, and because of... Because of my then-girlfriend being a total dumbass, among other things, whore, I had to pawn it, <laughs> pawn it time and time again. In fact, up until I dumped her in late October, I only had the PS3 in my possession for two weeks total. What the fuck? Uh, the shortest yeah. time span was having it out on a Monday and back in on a Tuesday. Dude, why don't you just get her a job dancing for money or something? At least be something. <laughs> um, obviously, she was expensive. So in celebration of getting rid of the soul-sucking vampire and my birthday, which was on Halloween. Birthday? All right. Uh, Which was on Halloween. Must be why the demon seed was attracted to me. I got my beloved out of pawn and picked up rock band, too. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) After... After at least a year of listening to the podcast and hearing multiple times per episode, trophies, yo! <laughs> and instantly thinking, I want a trophy, yo. My e penis rose to dominance when I heard that sweet chime of my first trophy, and I shouted, Trophy, yo! <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. You can't hold me down. And I instantly <laughs> thought of you guys drinking, drinking one of my honor or two in Torgo's case, since I don't drink, or at least a trophy sound effect. Of course, you'll want to know uh, what the first trophy was. Well, it was for making a logo for my band. Yeah, I know what an easy trophy, but so was the X. <laughs> so, so, but I'm keeping this one. Anyway, keep up the good work. Uh, that's good. She was so well, expensive. I'm glad Dude, you finally get she, to enjoy it. You know, it sounds like he's a John. I don't know. She was so expensive all the time. Mm. Just because you're paying her doesn't mean she's your, your girlfriend. You know that, right? all right well let's do our uh our first voicemail and this is from uh, our longtime friend mike o'hara hey what's up glenn and mark this is mike o'hara if you haven't done better wish yet i'm calling because of course i'm in line like everyone else including you togo for the launch of modern warfare 2 which is going on right now as we speak um I had a bit of a question. I had posted on Twitter, and I don't know if you saw this, Glenn, but I saw a PSP Go demonstration, uh, a kiosk uh, thing, at my local Best Buy. And I was wanting to know if you, if the two of you thought it would be make perfect sense for Sony to market the PSP Go over the 3000, even though they're designed to compete, not compete, exist in the same space, so to say. Any and all thoughts are appreciated. Thanks for the great podcast. Keep it up. Peace out, guys. I'm sure it was a lot warmer for him standing in line for Modern Warfare 2 because he lives in Texas. <laughs> Probably just a bit. <laughs> yeah, it was like 30 degrees the night I was waiting. Um, oh, no, God. I don't agree. I don't think they should market the go over the 3,000. Um, and I don't think they will. I, I it, It's pretty obvious even when, when we talk to the Sony guys at E3 that you know they're both going to be in the marketplace but the Go 
is really considered kind of that luxury item out of the two. And I, I don't think that, I honestly do think that the PS, the, the 3000 is the mainstream PSP. I think it's the, the go-to one because you can do UMD and um, downloads and you have a bigger screen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the go is really nice to have. It's, it's more pocket friendly. It's, it's gives you a couple of easier things. It gives you Bluetooth tethering. If you actually have a service on like AT&T, which lets you actually tether, fuck you AT&T. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't think that they should push that as, as the kind of the top tier, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you're comparing two very good products in my mind. I mean, I, I honestly love the PSP and I think that's a well-known fact, but it's kind of like comparing a, um, let me see if I can get this right. I, I'll see if I can get this done. It's kind of like comparing a Ferrari. No, not a Ferrari. It's like comparing a, a Cadillac Escalade to a Ferrari. And the Ferrari is the, the PSP Go. And the reason that I make that analogy is, you know, the Escalade is considered like this really big fancy thing with all these features, like the 3000. At the same time, you've got the Ferrari, but it's hand-built and all that kind of thing. And it... it it's more expensive. It's still really, really good. It, it's considered kind of a higher class thing, though. And I think that's where, you know, if you get the Go, it's not like you're higher class because you have a Go. But, I don't know, it's, it's really tough to explain. It's, it's I, I Honestly, if, if anybody asks me today what PSP to get, I usually tell them the 3000. Unless they have a very spe- specific need for the Go. Yeah. So wait, by your analogy, does that make the 1000 the Yaris? <laughs> dude a 1000 could actually probably defeat a yaris in a uh, head-on that's collision. true it's a yeah. lot heavier <laughs> that's true <laughs> so yaris. I, I i kind of agree with you on this but the pessimist in me is saying yeah they should market the go more so that piece of shit actually sells uh, but, but i don't agree with the whole piece of shit i think well, it's i know a great, I, I really I I'm really do like ass. the PSP Go, but I do too, but it's way over. I love having the best of both worlds on the three thousand. I because Yeah. And like I said, you know, Sony and all these other game companies don't want you buying used games, but I really love the fact that I can go to a used game store and find some cheaper UMDs that are older for my PSP. And and it's it's that kind of mentality where and also I have a lot of UMD games. I mean I, yeah. I think a lot of my attitude would go away if there was a way to transfer those games to the go. And and I know it's going to be the eternal complaints about it, but they're never going to do anything about it. I know. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. On to the next email. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys. Kane Enoch here from PSN and VG Evo. Let's get the ass kissing out of the way first. <laughs> Your show was awesome. Yeah, we know. I've turned many of my fellow gamers onto you and the VG Evo community in general. Well, thank you. I have very similar tastes to Mark, and I have played tons of great games simply because of the accurate reviews, i.e. Holy Invasion of Privacy, Badman, Critter Crunch, and Fat Princess. Crystal Defenders for the win. Uh, no. I'm a huge fan of RPGs and the -the off-the-beaten-path games, and it's nice to have some foresight into these games thanks to you guys. Now that it's out of the way, here's the question. I have one of the first-gen PS3s and have recently moved into a house where I only have access to wireless internet. 
That being said, what is the easiest slash cheapest way to get an internet connection to my PS3, which does not have wireless? So you must have a 20 gig. Yeah. Uh, lastly, not sure how far back you guys are going for games you should play for each other. Oh, this is probably for Extra Life. But oh my oh god, my god. <laughs> when you should pick one of the following, Rise of the Robots for SNES. Oh god. <laughs> oh. Or Captain Novelum. Yeah, it was unplayable in any format it was released on. Yeah, NES, gotta love a game where you're a diabetic superhero getting attacked by donuts and need to take insulin shots. (laughs) I remember that game. I remember that game vividly. Oh, God. Let's see. He's only got wireless internet. Well, the first thing you could do is get... Uh, I don't remember what they're... I emailed him back. What's that thing called? Oh, did you? Yeah. (laughs) I emailed him back. Uh, Linksys has a wireless N... Gaming adapter, it's called. It's a wireless bridge, and it's about fifty bucks out on Newegg. Um, I emailed him back. I don't have the email in front of me, but that's mm. all you need. I mean, I have a, I have, I have a twenty gig downstairs that I have the same kind of thing where it's basically just a little wireless box that connects up to your wireless network, and the wireless box itself has an Ethernet cord that comes out of it to your PS3, three sixty, whatever. And it's mm. actually a cheaper solution than getting like the ninety dollar Microsoft. USB adapter, that kind of thing. Uh, but essentially, your system just thinks it's on Ethernet. And the box itself connects to your wireless network and yada, yada, yada. It's very easy to set up. Uh, you have to have a laptop or something to set that up, though. Uh, you, so you have to have some kind of a computer to do it uh, because you have to actually have to go into the web interface built into the box and do it. But, they're, I mean, you can find it for 50 bucks. Uh, don't get a wireless B, though. They're not even worth it. Get something that's at least yeah. G or N because if you get an N device... It'll handle A, B, and G usually, at least B and G. So, uh, and of course, you have to have a wireless network set up in your house. So, you have to have some kind yeah. of a router. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I emailed them go. back. I forgot to tell you. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. All right. Next uh, voicemail from. Oops, uh, my bad. <laughs> Thanks, Optimus. Oops, my bad. Did I step <laughs> on your phone? God. Oh, don't get me pissed off again. No, 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 no. Oh, no, there's no, no, no. a. No, there was a funny ass NeoGaf thread today talking about the old Transformers cartoon movie. Yeah. Um, oh, son of a bitch, I'm gonna like ruin this joke because I'm too drunk to remember the answer. You dumbass. Uh, but it had like funny names for like the the, the Bayformers movies. And oh, yeah, like you guys were talking about one of those. yeah, like one of them was like humans also starring some indistinguishable robots. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a Shia LaBeouf one, good. like Shia LaBeouf or something? Shia LaBeouf uh, featuring, um, what's her name? The Megan the chick Fox. that everybody's hot for. Yeah, it's like Shia, La, Shia LaBeouf featuring Megan Fox and also some shitty robots or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that joke fell flat we could probably cut that whole part out <laughs> no i'm leaving it in because you're funny when you're drunk <laughs> all right uh next voicemail we actually talked about this a little bit earlier during our extra life uh conversation so here's our buddy vladrick hello this is vladrick calling straight from the midnight release of modern warfare 3 i'm shown here in the crowd uh it seems to be about 500 deep i believe the pre-order number was like a 572 at this store this is crazy. Thanks, Ledger number 33. So I should be out of here soon. But yes, just waiting for this game to be released. It's going to be freaking epic. It's going to be awesome. 
telling you right now, it's gonna be awesome. We did happen to get the new mag mag built as well, and that freaking thing is awesome. The new update, just exclusive for the GameStop beta, freaking amazing. Too bad I'm gonna be playing Modern Warfare, so I'll barely have time for this, but the servers will be up 24/7, so I guess I will have some time to jump in there in between matches, I guess. And also, as awesome as this is, it pales in comparison to Savory K playing MLB the show with me <laughs> for Extra Life. That was awesome. Highlight of the year. Definitely. <laughs> Love it. Everything else. Anyways, just figured I'd give you guys a call. Um, hopefully more people have called in, let you know how their midnight release is going. So, anyways, just starting to organize this. Have a good show. The best part about that whole thing, and we have it on video as evidence, is uh, somebody asked on the on the chat during the MLB uh, gameplay, uh, ask Mark if he's actually enjoying us, and you're like, yeah, actually, this is pretty fun. So now... That's <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> now you're boned. Hey, it was fun. I wouldn't, like, buy the game and play it, but I had fun playing it with him. So kudos, Valadric. And doesn't he owe us a Carlton for that? I believe he does owe us a Carlton for that, so mm-hmm. I think we're gonna hold we'll, on. We'll to make that, good on uh, that at rain... MGC. Yeah, I think we'll hold on to that rain check till MGC. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So... <laughs> oh, all man. right, our uh, our third email. Uh, this is from uh, longtime emailer Sadek El Hassan, and he says, "Hello, PS Nation. Since you are the subject matter experts for everything PlayStation related, I thought he listened to the show." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you about the sound skipping issue I have with some of my PS3 games. I have a 5.1 Sony surround sound system connected to my PS3 via optical output. Some of the games experience sound skipping issues, kind of like frame rate only with sound. This happens with games as recent as Borderlands or older games like Rise of the Argonauts. First, he can explain Ugh. why he's playing Rise of the Argonauts. Uh, this never happened with Blu-ray movies or AAA titles. I, I'm, I'm guessing this is probably due to a bug in those games. But is there anything that I could do to help resolve this issue, like changing my audio output settings? Keep up the great work from Just Samurai. Um, I actually had some sound sound skipping even in Uncharted Two and, and the new Ratchet. So mainly mm-hmm. during uh, uh, cutscenes because it was loading data. Uh, yeah, I did it, too. It, it's random though. Yeah, it's in terms of I've had I mean, a... you're on optical, and I think you're fine on optical. Uh, just because you can actually activate pretty much every single thing through optical except except for 7.1. So if you mm-hmm. do a manual setup on audio, and, and you can just go check all those check marks, and you're pretty much fine. Yeah. Um, and I was on optical since I basically got my PS3, and I had yeah. issues occasionally. I had more lately. Like, I had sound skipping issues in Uncharted 2. Uh, what else? Um, what's the... Oh, Borderlands crap, you're just going to get it. Brutal Legend. Well... Borderlands, oh, okay. I had some well, problems. Brutal Legend, I had problems. Um, I, I think this is even one of those Dragon things that's going to go away when they release one of those firmware updates. That's for uh, when they when they say, "Oh, it's just going to help compatibility with certain PS3 titles." That's usually yeah, they fix but you also with those firmware updates. You may want to check if a lot of the games that are doing this are ones that have installed data. Um, try yeah. doing like boot into the service menu on your PS3 because I just did this. And it actually seems to have helped, like, it helped some of the uh, problems I was having with Dragon Age, because I think my hard drive was basically fragmented. So if you boot into the service menu, and I think it's, I can't remember the name of the option, but it's option three. And to boot into the service menu, like, 
keep your finger on the power button. It'll beep once and start the PS3. It'll beep twice and reset your video settings. And then keep holding it. It'll beep again and shut down. Then do it again and let it beep to the third time, but then let go and it'll boot up into the service menu. And option three is essentially a hard drive defrag. It doesn't really, I don't think it deletes any of your data, but it just kind of defrags everything. Now there's also option four, which does delete some of your temporary data, but rebuilds the file structure, which is what I ended up doing. So I lost all the PSN. Like the only thing it really deletes is like icons for your videos, uh, song playlists, and all of your PSN messages. So anybody who sent me a message and I didn't respond, that would probably be why, because I lost them all. Um, ah. But try that, and it actually did seem to help with some of the, the framing, frame rate problems I had in Dragon Age, because I was getting a lot of skipping in that game. Like, every battle, like, every couple seconds, it would just hitch on me. And it wow. it mostly seemed to be... And, like, remember all those problems I had in Fat Princess and Street Fighter Four? Like, Fat Princess was constantly kind of like having these little hiccups and Street Fighter 4 once every couple minutes all of a sudden I would just get this weird like lag spike in an offline game. It was really weird. So, but that seems to have fixed a lot of it. Um it might just be like a hard drive thing, so try that. All right, Mr. Mr. subject matter uh expert. Look at me. I'm all technical. <laughs> all right, well, let's go to our third and final voicemail. Uh this is from this is actually kind of out of form. This is our buddy Sebastian from Germany, but he's not drunk. Whoa. Hey, Glenn Mark. Here's Sebastian from Germany again. Uh, I just want to congratulate you to this nice 24-hour marathon and uh, to this uh, huge amount of freaking cash you earned with that, uh, with that show. So um, I've donated... Um, 15 bucks and 25 bucks. The 15 bucks were uh, to see <laughs> Max playing MLB, and he barely won. But ah, uh, better, better. Fuck. <laughs> uh, my English is so bad. Um, Sounds better luck next hey. time. I want to say so. Um, there you go. Keep up the good show. I really like it. You know it, and. Yeah, that was it. Bye bye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Sebastian. We really appreciate your donation and everybody else who donated too. Oh hell yeah, that was awesome. It was kind of cool that we did that baseball thing on Sunday. It was just kind of a yeah. Because Cracker Jack was over and Nine Volt was there, and it was it was fun. Well, it worked out better too, and it was just getting like down to the wire at the actual yeah. end of Extra Life, so. I would have been so beat trying to play it, and I probably just would have been getting frustrated or like falling asleep because I was so tired. Or but it, it worked out a lot better this way. And you know what? I was in the mood since we spent the day at the bar watching the Packer game. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse and Mark finally found out why half the reason we go to the bars during the Packer game is because they always have like drinking food specials. Yeah, Hell that was pretty God. funny. I ate and drank uh, all day and I spent 30 bucks. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. awesome. And like every time the Packers scored a touchdown, they like they gave us raffle tickets every time we bought a drink and then they call off a number and that person got to drink free until the next touchdown. So Jesse won the first one, then 9 Volt yep. won the second one. <laughs> yep. And then this dude won pretty awesome. and it took him a long time to score again and he got all loaded and like his woman's kicked her chair down on the floor and yeah it was pretty interesting it was pretty funny 
Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, right, on the last, last email. We have a last one here. There it is. Yep. Oh, let's uh, see. This is oh. from our... It's from our bitter rival, Justin, okay. a.k.a. Random from the 360 Nation podcast. <laughs> I made him, I made him my bitch in Modern Warfare 2 last night. Just want to let you know. Ah, nice. Wait, he's yeah, got the he PS3 three, version? Yeah, he loves his 360 so much that he went out and bought the PS3 version of Modern Warfare 2. What? <laughs> Go <Yeah>. random. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Justin. Uh, hey, guys, your oh, friendly shit. 360 podcaster, Justin. Hey, I thought it was here. my turn to read it. Is it? Yeah. You read the last oh, one. Sweet, go for it. <laughs> okay, he's uh, he's chiming in on our game-sharing talk from last episode, where uh, somebody had written in and asked us what our thoughts are on the whole game-sharing thing on PS3. He says, So with game-sharing, I know you were talking about it on the last show, and I was thinking about this lately because my brother just purchased the PS3. Why do they allow game-sharing? And the 360, it's tied to... The account specifically. What's the big difference between the two consoles? The online service. Xbox has a service that is tied to a user, and sometimes their credit card. You can always recover your account in some way, and not to mention you can change your gamer tag if you like. The PSN does not allow you to change your name, so what if you want to change it? But you just bought a bunch of DLC. Well, I think Sony figured it's worth it to allow the game sharing for the simple fact it's a free online service and they can assume most users are a single console user, in parentheses, despite many of us VG Evoers and other gamer enthusiasts. If you want to change your account or make multiple logins for whatever reason, you can always play the games you bought. If someone adds a clan tag to their name, for, exa- or for example, I can imagine the internet uproar if they would, wouldn't allow you to share with a new account you created. Also, I am sure another way of thinking is if you have multiple people in one house, for example, like we do, and you want to play each other's games, that's what you can do. Just like a retail disc, you should be able to share games in the same household, just as we always have. Just theories, but in any case, it is a good thing. But people can abuse it, but it's only up to five consoles, so it won't create a widespread pirate ring. Rather, it's similar to someone lending a game to a friend and never returning it. Happens so much in grade school. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the fun, and on to Extra Life this week. Well, this was last week. But there you go, from Justin, a.k.a. Random, and the 360 Nation podcast, or sister podcast, or bitter rivals, however you want to look at it. Big fat sisters. (laughs) (laughs) I should have had you read that, I was stumbling over it. There we go. (laughs) All right, I think we've talked for long enough. I do too. Yeah. I'm so don't go forget our voicemail line, which is 920-626-4464, because it's on our business cards. An... <laughs> uh, use the new number. Nobody calls our the line on off the business card anyway. Yeah, they do. Oh, off well, off, well no, not off the business card, but people still do call yeah. the regular number. Well, yeah, that's fine. It's actually not a, I, think, yeah. I think we could safely change it, and then before E3 next year, we'll just print new ones. We'll see. I'll, I have until Sunday to make the decision, so we'll see what happens. Do it. All right, guys. Well, uh, we already kind of know what we're going to be talking about next week to a certain extent. Uh, we'll have our little gaming headphones showdown. We used some uh, some different headphones during the 24-hour period. A uh, review of Little Big Planet for the PSP and a review of Modern Warfare 2. I'm sure we'll probably throw Trine in there as well. So, uh, yeah. 
and whatever else. Thank Maybe you. I'll play Warrior Crotch, but probably not. Yeah, you won't. I'm I'm really glad that I, you know, went went through all that trouble to get that game for you to try out. I know. I feel really bad. <laughs> I'm really trying to catch up on all my reviews now. I got Marvel Ultimate Alliance two out of the way. I'm gonna try to knock out the frag effects along with Modern Warfare two. <laughs> You're not gonna play Modern Warfare two. Oh, I will. Uh, so once again, thanks to everybody for for everything with Extra Life, uh, for the donations, for the uh, prize pool donations, for joining us on the chat box, for joining us on PSN, um, for for all the moral support and just all the love. So uh, I don't know, Mark, you got anything else? No. All right then, you don't call him the best color man in the business for nothing. Until next week, episode one forty, bitches. We will uh, talk to you later. Get out there and play some games. I love traveling. I'm a travel hound. My girlfriend came down with me to D.C. I do have a girlfriend. Sorry, fellas. Oh, do I love traveling with my girlfriend. It is so fun. Because every time we go away together, we play this really fun game. Those of you with wives or girlfriends maybe know this game. It's called, uh, uh, How Is This My Fault? (laughs) Here's another game. He's like, uh, dude, Ixnay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the women are like, you don't know that game. No, sweetheart, I don't know. This, this guy's a dick. I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever played How Is This My Fault? This is a little game where you and your lovely bride are at like a train station or an airport. You know, some stressful travel situation. And then something random and completely not within your control goes wrong. She goes batshit crazy. <laughs> And you have 30 seconds to figure out how it's somehow my fucking fault all of a sudden. I love that game. All right, honey, let's play. What did I do? Lay it on me. Okay. All right, let me get this straight. You're mad at me because the shoulder strap on your suitcase just broke? Wow, how could that be my fault? You know what? I bet I weakened it when I was carrying your shit around all day. Is that? Is that it? points for me I win again I am undefeated we went to the Caribbean a few months ago which was uh, really romantic I highly suggest it fellas bring your lady to the Caribbean what did we do that was so fun oh yeah we spent six long romantic days arguing under a fucking palm tree it was such a nice change of pace in fact, that's basically how I plan the vacations now. I'm like, hey, sweetheart, this winter, what if you gave me shit at a ski lodge? <laughs> We've never done that one before. No, I got it. We'll fly to Italy. You can get drunk and punch me in the face again. How does that sound? <laughs> I got my tooth capped. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. My girlfriend is a wonderful human being. I have just never been a huge supporter of relationships in general. My feeling is always that relationships are a lot like yard sales. They look really fun from a couple hundred feet away. But eventually you realize it's just a bunch of crap you don't need. Thank you. Thank you. I agree with your applause. Like a yard sale. Like, why should I spend all the money when some other guy left it out on the street? That's my feeling. Oh, 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 what's this? Whoa. I got one of these for you. You can share it. It's not. 
We took a lot of pictures in the Caribbean. My girlfriend is a really expensive digital camera. Here's a little word of advice to the chubby fellas in the room. The husky guys. And I know you're out there. Guys! Yeah. That bastard is proud of it. If you are not happy with the sight of your own naked stomach, do not bring a digital camera to the beach, okay? Because let me tell you, there was a time where you could take pictures of yourself without a shirt on, but you didn't have to see those pictures until you got home and had them developed. So while you were in your swim trunks, you had a few days of precious self-delusion coming to you. Once upon a time, Finney would climb out of the water, body wet in a glistening. I'd look down at myself and I'd think, I think chicks want this. Oh, yes. It's a wonderful feeling. But now, thanks to the miracle of technology, I know exactly how fucking nasty I truly am, and I get to enjoy it in real time, which is delicious. I swear to God, day two of our six-day vacation, she takes a picture of me. I'm in one of those pool lounge chairs, shirt off, legs straight out, me leaning forward. Already not a flattering position. You get the man boob overhang. It's not a good look. I'm drinking one of those faggoty raspberry frozen drinks. And here's the best part of the photo. I'm using my gut as a table. Cheese. No, seriously, can I have some cheese, please? Can I get some cheese? Needless to say, I spent the rest of the trip swimming with my t-shirt on. Do you ever go to the beach? There's always that one fat dude in the water with a t-shirt on. Thinks he's fooling everybody. Nobody knows I'm overweight. People looking at me thinking, who is that ripped guy with the t-shirt on? 